Coming for the Cubs Corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and this episode is presented, as always, by our great friends at Coach's Bar and Grill, located at 6169 North 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 Northwest Highway, excuse me. Great food, always a great time, and as they like to say, food made by the neighborhood for the neighborhood. So make sure you get to Coach's. I'm sure that would be a great spot to watch this final series of the regular season that features the Cubs hosting the White Sox for a three-game set. And we welcome in our AL insider, Bob Fiorante, to the show to preview this all-important series. Bob, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me in. It's crazy to think last series of the of the year here before we get to the playoffs. So excited to be here. Yeah, and uh, excuse me, I said it was at Wrigley. The series is actually going to be at guaranteed rate. The Cubs' first time going there all year. Today's game is going to be on ESPN2, so it's, it's a game that everybody is going to be watching. Here's the thing. Both of these teams are scuffling and scuffling mightily right now. As of late, the Sox just got swept by the Indians in a four-game series to not only knock them out of the top seed in the American League, but all the way down to the four seed as the Twins pass them up in the division race. The Cubs, on the other hand, seem to have the NL Central locked up, although it hasn't been officially clinched because the Cardinals still have a chance with the amount of games they have left to play. The Cubs have all but locked it up. However, lost three of four to the Pirates over the course of this week, so they're not looking too hot either. The Cubs are trying to avoid their their annual, at this point, September collapse while the Sox are trying to turn the tides and get back into that hunt for the top seed. Bob, what's your take on this all-important series coming up this weekend? Yeah, like you said, two teams, despite both being in the playoffs, already clinched, not playing their best baseball. Um, Sox, like like you alluded to, one and six, dismal trip to Ohio against the Reds and the Indians. Um, not too hot either for the Cubs, but but it all comes down to this. Both teams trying to win a division. Cubs should do it. Sox, very hopeful at this point. A game behind the Minnesota Twins. They do hold the tiebreaker, but they're need, they're going to need to either sweep and the Twins lose one or two out of three and the Twins lose two to the Reds this weekend at home. So it should be fun. Um, I don't think Hendricks will be pitching, and we know Giolito and Keuchel will also not be pitching for the Sox. So we will see Darvish, but a couple pitching matchups you, you might not expect this late in the season in such a big series. Yeah, and, and if you asked me at the beginning of the year, um, and especially I know you would take this as a Sox fan because you've really been asking for meaningful September, September baseball. Well, you have it. Both teams really have a chance to stick it to the other team and solidify their hopes and seeding heading into the playoffs. If you told me at the beginning of the season this final series would matter, I'd take it, wouldn't you? Absolutely, I would. And it, it's just hard to swallow right now because of the, the downfalls, at least as a Sox fan, but but in this position, one game back, if you would have said that um, back in April, back in June, back in July, when we were talking about the new start to the season, um, I don't think any fan would want anything else but this. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day for Chicago baseball. It's a great weekend for Chicago baseball. And heck, you got the 2-0 and Bears playing on Sunday. But let's start with tonight's ball game. 7-10 is the first pitch, a rematch of Sunday's game when these teams last played, and might I remind you, the Sox took two of three from the Cubs. The first two games, huge offensive outputs from the Southsiders, and 
The Sunday game was won by a pitching duel by Yu Darvish and the Northsiders. It's the same matchup as that Sunday game. Yu Darvish with a sparkling 2.22 ERA, a 7-3 record against Dylan Cease, who's 5-3 on the season. I think this matchup favors the Cubs tonight, but with the way they've been hidden and couldn't even do it against the Pirates, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I think I would probably say that either fa- that Darvish was probably the toughest pitcher for the Sox all year. They couldn't hit him at all. Um, you had Luis Roberts strike out three times on nine pitches against Darvish, so that's never good. Ricky throws him back into the fire tonight, um, but but we'll see here. Obviously, they couldn't hit him last time. Maybe they haven't that. They'll be able to hit him better this time. He was great at that point. He's still very, very good. He's had a couple not-so-great starts lately. Uh, but for Dylan Cease, it's all about command. I think he was through like two and a third with 80 pitches last time out. So if he can if he can get that command, he doesn't give up too many runs, but it's the walks that have been the problem for him. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there. And before we go any further about tonight's game, I just want to ask you, and for the Sox fans that are listening that may or may not know, what needs to go right? What needs to happen for the Sox in this series for them to say, win the division. I think the one seed might be out of reach as Tampa Bay already has 37 wins. What do the Sox need to do from them or from the Twins or from the Indians to win the division? And what happens, say, if the Sox get swept? Yeah, so I think the best the best scenario for the Sox right here would be, would be to get out of second place and get out of that four seed in any way possible. You don't want to see the Yankees um, in the first series. So obviously they'd want to win the division, maybe lock up the two or the three seed. That would probably take a sweep. However, if they got swept, it also wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Probably would drop to the seventh seed and get to play the Twins instead of the Yankees. You never want to see the Yankees. Um, but as a Sox fan here, I think the biggest thing, they just got the bullpen back together. Um, that was the biggest problem this this uh, this this week trip to Ohio. So We'll see how Aaron Bummer, how Evan Marshall, getting those guys ready for the playoffs is the number one concern. And the bats were kind of quieted this last week. So um, trying to trying to get guys in tune, a um, couple hamstring injuries, trying to get those together, and just getting healthy to the playoffs. But obviously you'd love to win the division, but a full healthy team getting into the playoffs is the biggest thing for the Sox right now. So um let me let me see if i if i'm getting this right from you if you're the Sox right now what you want is to either go to first place or drop to third place because that second place matchup with the yankees is so unfavorable that's that's my personal take on it obviously if they win one or two i'm i'm 99 sure they would host that fourth seed versus five seed against the yankees but either way i'd rather go to minnesota then host that series. The Yankees are healthy. Um, you don't want to see Cole in game one. And even Tanaka has been great for them in the playoffs. You don't want to see him either. So I would rather see the Twins, a team you're familiar with, a team you just took three out of four with. Um, and if not, a three seed to even play the Astros, I'd rather see that than the Yankees. All right. So it looks like the Sox have three options here. They either win the division as the one, two, or three, or stay at the four unless they get swept and the Yankees sweep the team that they're playing this weekend. Um, And let me double-check that really quick. Yankees against the Marlins. If the Yankees sweep the Marlins, Sox get swept by the Cubs. They fall to the five seed. And if the Indians win some games and the Sox lose some games, they could flip-flop and the Sox would fall to the seven. So it looks like... And the Indians have the Pirates. 
and the Indians have the Pirates. So, I mean, they've been playing pretty good ball against the Cubs, but the Pirates are a favorable matchup for sure for that final week. So there's probably going to be some turnaround between the Twins, Sox, and Indians before it's all said and done. The Indians have a one-game deficit to the Sox, and the Sox have a one-game deficit to the Twins. So in the final series, there's a two-game difference between the first and third-place team. Definitely some interesting things in the AL Central. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming down to the wire, and you couldn't ask for anything more as a baseball fan and a Sox fan especially. Yeah, absolutely. And when you take a look at the NL Central, it's a little bit of a different story. The Cubs have the lead currently, and it's a, it's a fairly comfortable one by two and a half games over the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, I believe, hold a one-game lead over the Reds and a one-game lead or a two-game lead over the Brewers. So four teams still in the hunt for the playoffs, but the only one a real threat at the division is the Cardinals. Um, the difference is typically with three games left and a two-and-a-half-game lead, all you have to do is win one game to clinch. But the Cardinals play four games left and they'll finish their season only at 58 games. So the winning percentage will uh, will matter, in fact. I think it's any combination of two Cubs wins or two Cardinal losses that'll get the Cubs the division. Seems doable, considering the Cardinals have to play four games against Milwaukee, who's also fighting for the playoffs here. Um, but, you know, let's say the, the Cubs lose two, the Cardinals lose two, the Cubs finish their season at 32 and 27 and the Cardinals would finish their season at 30 and 27 so they would get in just because they have the two extra wins but Cardinals could make it really close here because they only play 58 games yeah they really could and that's that's one of the things that I think baseball is trying to avoid when they had the Cardinals only play 58 games you didn't want a situation like this where it would actually matter those last two games but but either way there's nothing you could do they played an incredible and insane amount of doubleheaders and split most of those, but they did the best they could. So you just you just hope it doesn't matter. Um, as a Cubs fan, obviously, you would hope that they just win the two and that's it. Um, but either way you look at it, um, the Cubs should look pretty good, as, as I'm sure you'll talk about in that first-round matchup. Yeah, and as you take a look at those matchups before we continue breaking down the series, as it stands right now in the National League, the NL Central would put three teams into the playoffs. It'd be the Cubs as the three-seed division winner, the Cardinals as the five-seed second-place team in the Central, and the wild-card team at 29 and 28 would be the Cincinnati Reds as the seven-seed. And the way that would match up, the Reds would play the Braves, the Cardinals would play the Padres, and the Cubs would play the six-seed, which right now looks to be the Miami Marlins. And if a little change happens as they play the Yankees, and the Phillies this weekend take on Tampa Bay. If the Phillies end up finishing in second place, the Cubs would get the Phillies in the first round. It looks like the Cubs are going to stay at three because they trail the Braves by two games for the second seed, and the Braves play a struggling Red Sox team. So the Cubs seems locked into the third seed, which would put them playing the worst second-place team. And that looks to be the Miami Marlins at this point. Could change to the Phillies or by some crazy stretch if the Cardinals continue to lose, it could end up being the Cardinals. But I'd like to avoid the Reds with that three-headed monster of Trevor Bauer, Sony Gray, and Luis Castillo. That seems doable. 
and it's not like you're going to get to the one seed and face the Giants. So I think out of all the possible matchups, the Cubs draw a decent card if the season ended today. Yeah, that's an interesting matchup for both leagues. Um, uh, an interesting question that that's brought up. Would you rather play a division team um, like the Cubs, maybe playing the Reds or the Dodgers and the Giants and, and the, the, the A's, I think, would play the Astros? Or would you rather play a, te- a team that you've seen 10 times or a team that you haven't seen at all this season? Because obviously you only play your division and the other division in the same region. So um, what would you think? Would you, re- would you think teams want to see teams in the division that they're used to or brand new teams? Well, you know, for me it depends, um, and it depends on these These series are going to be only three games. So for me that depends on who are those three teams' starting pitchers. So I actually wouldn't mind facing the Cardinals. Um, Jack Flaherty is a guy that the Cubs have hit well in the past. Adam Wainwright typically pitches well against the Cubs, but I would rather face that trio of, of Cardinals pitchers, and then the third game could be any any slew of guys as they've pitched a ton of innings as of late. Then going against the Reds, like I just mentioned, um, I would rather play the Marlins than the Reds, but I think I might prefer the Cardinals to all three if that was a possibility. And okay. The, um, but, you know, if you want to win the World Series, you're going to have to beat teams you haven't seen at all this year, um, probably twice, maybe three times. So I think, you know, you can't be too nitpicky. You want to make the playoffs and just pitch well and win ball games, and, and that's all they're going to try to do, I think. On your on your end, what do you think? Would you want a division team? Would you want the Twins? Would you want the Indians? Or would you, obviously you don't want the Yankees, but if you somehow got Houston or, or Toronto in, in that matchup? Yeah, I'd want anyone in the world besides the Indians. We were 2-8 and eight against them this year, just got swept in a four-game big set. Um, we, we can't figure them out. Uh, to be, and they're all like one or two run games. So you'd say we're in it, but it just happens every time, game after game. Jose Ramirez murders us, and you guys had no problem with the Indians. Um, so it's, it's just weird. But we, so I'd rather play anybody else, including the Yankees. That's not the Indians, but the Twins. I think we see the Twins well. I don't think they have strong starting pitching. Um, obviously, Maeda's not bad. Barrios, I feel like we see him pretty well. It's one of those guys where. He dominates a lot of the league, but you see him a lot, so you just feel like you have a better shot at him. Uh, maybe like a Flaherty, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I personally would rather see the Twins than any of the other, or, or maybe the Astros. I wouldn't mind the Astros, especially without Verlander. Uh, but anything to avoid the Indians at this point, because we just can't figure them out. I gotcha, and I think um, if the season ended today, like you said, they'd draw the Yankees. If they were to drop to that seven seed, they'd take the Twins. Um, and if they would go up to that two seed they'd likely play the indians or toronto depending on how this weekend series goes but let's get into the weekend series we already previewed the friday night game bob who's on the mound on saturday yeah saturday you got dane dunning who you guys have not seen versus john lester who we have seen dane dunning he's a rookie this year he was part of the adam eaton trade with the nationals he brought out brought over a pretty good chunk giolito and dunning and ronaldo lopez who kind of Eh, but Dane Dunning's been good. His command has been great. He had one great start against the Twins. Um, I think seven innings, one run. And then his last start against the Indians was was not too great, but he settled down after a three-run homer to who else but Jose Ramirez. So he's a, he's pretty good. He's, he's probably lining up to be the Sox third starter in the playoffs right now. I think Cease has been bumped out of there with his recent struggles. 
So he'll be good to see. He's not. He's not a. He's a strike thrower more than a uh, more than a power guy. So he'll be around the plate all day. Gotcha. And and for the Cubs tomorrow night, it's going to be John Lester on the mound. If you look at his numbers on the season as a whole, nothing jumps off the page as too spectacular. He's got a 4-4 ERA, not great, but obviously not too bad. Um, the thing about me when it comes to Lester and it comes to October, late September, he pitches out of his mind typically. And uh, as of late, you know, he had his his struggles at the beginning or end of August, beginning September, but now he's kind of starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm. His last three starts, he's given up a grand total of two runs across 17 innings. So he's pitching a little bit better. Strikeouts aren't what they used to be, just like his velocity isn't what it used to be. However, the thing that concerns me about Lester, he has yet to pitch into the seventh inning yet this year. Um, only three and two on the year. His highest inning total is six innings. Um, for the season never gotten over 100 pitches either and he's more of a workhorse type or has been in his career um but you know his last game out a win over the pirates the last time out before that was a win over the cleveland indians and the time out before that he gave up no runs and the cubs lost in a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth to the brewers so three solid starts from lester in a row exactly what you want to see heading into the postseason but the Sox got all of lester last time i think he gave up Nine runs in two innings, it wasn't good. No, and, and the biggest reason for that is the Sox have just pounded left-handed pitching this year. I think they're 13-0 and or something like that against left-handed starters. So in our, in our couple of recent series, nobody has thrown a lefty against us, likely on purpose, but, but the Cubs aren't going to skip Lester here. But that's the main reason. I, don't, I think it's probably a partially Lester struggling there, but the Sox just dominate, torment left-handed pitching the whole season. Yep, Lester's been pitching a little better as of late, but I think I'd give the Cubs the nod in Game 1 and the Sox the nod in Game 2. Taking a look at Game 3, you mentioned him a little bit earlier, but who's on the mound for the Sox on Sunday? Yeah, it's Ronaldo Lopez, who the Cubs have seen a couple times in the last couple years. He really struggled um, in the middle of the year here. He was sent down to Schaumburg, just recently brought back up because they need some starts out of somebody. So I don't expect much from him. He usually goes about four innings, maybe five innings. If he can get the ball over the plate, he's been effective. He's also had command issues. But um, as far as as far as he goes, you just know it's going to be a, a heavy bullpen night that day. And the Cubs have on the mound, if I'm not mistaken, Alec Mills, correct? It, for me, it says to be determined. I heard it could be Mills. I heard it could be Quintana. Yeah, I think um, so. Mills would line up, I think, on the fourth or fifth day. However... The Cubs really want to get some work in out of Quintana before the playoffs begin. They haven't officially announced it, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they went Quintana bullpen day, assuming A, they have the division locked up by then and their seating locked up by then, and B, they get some other guys coming off the injured list soon as well, like Tyler Chatwood, maybe piggyback Quintana Chatwood heading into the playoffs. I think Sunday's game is going to matter a little bit more for the White Sox than the Cubs. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, obviously, it depends on what happens in the first two. But if the Sox win the first two, or at least one of the first two, and the Twins lose one of the first two, it'll still be for the division because the Sox do have that tiebreaker. Um, so again, if it if it's Quintana, he's another lefty. He is a former Sox, so there's that there's that battle going. But um, if it's if we, I'm sure the Sox would rather see him because they just they love seeing lefties. Yeah, and I think if the game matters for the Cubs, 
it might be a different story on the mound. I guess we'll see. Um, so I think I'll say if the game matters, the Cubs win it. Um, if it doesn't and then they roll with Quintana and kind of a bullpen day to get everybody fresh for the playoffs and the Sox need the game, I'd probably say the Sox win that one. But it should be a fun, ex- exciting series nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. We wanted we, we circled this at the beginning of the year, and here we are. So hopefully, I mean, at least hopefully both teams get healthy for the playoffs here because they're both struggling. they they got to sure up some things before the playoffs, but um, it, it should be fun. Yeah, and Bob, I'll talk to you again before the playoffs begin, I think, just to do a little preview, maybe some predictions. But first, as the regular season winds down, these award races are pretty much just about wrapped up. I want to ask you your pick for AL MVP, NL MVP, American and National Cy Young, as well as Manager of the Year. I'll let you go first with your AL MVP. For me, I got to say, not not biased here, but um, the AL RBI leader and, and leader of, of the squad here, Jose Abreu. Obviously, it would, it would help more if they won the division um, to see to see him win that. But, but either way, I think it's got to be Abreu. People are saying Tim Anderson, which might hurt them actually if they split that vote. But he he's just been he's been stable, he's been consistent, he hasn't gotten hurt all year, and there's his his average is in the three twenties. He's got fifty seven RBIs in fifty seven games, something like that. Um, his OPS is up there. He's up there with with Nelson Cruz, even who's who's on the list, and, and Abreu played defense, so you gotta love that. Um, Nelson's obviously a DH, so I don't see. Jose Ramirez is making a late push for it, but either way, in my opinion, it's got to be Abreu. Yeah, and I think Mike Trout's still going to get votes because he's Mike Trout and he's still putting together another solid season. Um, In a shortened season, you know who I also think might get some votes might be like a Shane Bieber type or one of those other dominant pitchers in the American League, but I got to be honest with you, I think I'm with you. It's Abreu's award to lose, in my opinion, just because of how vital he's been to that team, and hey, if you're on pace for 162 RBIs in a full season, you're doing some major damage at the plate. So I think probably come down to Abreu versus Trout with Ramirez getting some votes if I had to pick. And, you know, Trout might win just because he's Trout, but I think Abreu definitely deserves a look. As for the National League, I think you got to lean um, towards Fernando Tatis. He's been great all season long. Struggling a little bit late, I think Mookie Betts and now Freddie Freeman might creep into the voting a little bit, but I think it's got to go to Fernando. I agree with you completely. I would go Fernando, but a close second lately, like you said, Freddie Freeman for me. He's 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 for a few years now been the staple of that team. They won a couple divisions in a row. Obviously, only this year matters, but recently he's just been on a torch. He had those two games in a row with, with grand slams a, a couple weeks ago and. But but you can't forget what Fernando's done this year with a Padres team that didn't have too high of expectations. He's put him, He's been the main staple, putting them right in that race. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to Cy Young, I think it's all about locked up. The Ohio teams grab both of these. I think it's going to be Trevor Bauer in the National League and Shane Bieber, who leads the MLB in ERA and strikeouts as well as wins uh, for the Indians, Shane Bieber. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I don't think anyone's close, to be honest with you, in the American League. Um, Keuchel's ERA's in, in the one nines, but he's been, uh, he had, I mean, he's been out for a while, a couple times. He's missed a couple starts. It, it's, it's just got to be Bieber. And Bauer, I think, has solidified his spot recently. Darvish has struggled a little bit, 
Um, always the Grom's always in there, but I don't think so this year. I think if, even if they asked Bauer himself, he's like, yeah, I think I got it. Yeah, Bauer's gutsy 12 strikeout performance on three days rest against the Brewers, I think, solidified that for him. And manager of the year, I think, is still a toss-up. Um, I think in the American League, I believe the manager of the race, Kevin Cash, am I right? Yeah, Kevin Cash. I think he wins it in the American League. Um, with a close, you know, it might be close for Ricky, it might be close for Aaron Boone just because all the injuries, again, the Yankees have faced, but I think it's going to be Cash. And then the National League, I think Dave Roberts and the Dodgers were too loaded to be considered. Um, I think you look at the the teams who dealt with the outbreaks, the Miami Marlins and the Cardinals, I think Dave Schilt is, or Mike Schilt is the Cardinals manager and Don Mattingly with Miami. I think those are teams you look at just because of the, what they've been able to do. I think David Ross in his rookie year might get a look. And then uh, who who's managing the Padres right now? Is it is it Bud Black? I think it's uh, it's something. Oh, man, let me look it up. But it's it's like something with a T. Hold on. But, I mean, I think that guy also has to be in, in tight consideration for it. Jace Tingler. Sorry, you're right. It is Jace Tingler. Bud Black has, hasn't been the manager for a few years now. But um, Tingler probably would be my pick, but those guys would be right behind. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Kevin Cash. You think about the Rays, they, they don't have a superstar. Who's a superstar on the Rays? I, I guess you could say maybe a Blake Snell or a Glass. Not nah. one of the pitchers. So they really don't have one. They, there's a small market team. In the division with the Yankees, in the division with the big market Red Sox, who struggled this year, it's got to be Kevin Cash, basically locking up that one seed. And for me, it's Don Mattingly. Um, like you said a little bit, they had no expectations. They were a fifth-place team in everybody's mind. They had 20-something guys get the virus, and they just pull up these guys no one's ever heard of. And they're fighting for they're, – they're probably going to come in second place, fighting for a six-seed – I mean, yeah, probably a 60, somewhere around there. So they even fought for their vision for a minute there um, with the Braves, obviously backed up a little bit, but it's got to be Don Mattingly for me. Yeah, it's been a fun and exciting season, very wild, and I expect the final weekend of the regular season to be just the same. Bob, thanks for joining us. Cubs play the Sox the next three days to decide a lot in the NL and the AL playoff races. Rob, thanks for coming on the show. Always great to have you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, It should be fun. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Cubs Corner. Thank you all for listening. As always, this episode is on SoundCloud as well as Apple Podcasts and the Cubs HQ website. You can catch this episode, past and future episodes. But for now, thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.